Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's hump day with Swanee and friends, Samantha Riches and... Hello. 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 <laughs> yeah, do you want a water as he's pouring it out? Because... Our, our man is so tired after such a huge week of talking to the people. Anzac week is his busiest. We've had to get so another good. one. Thank you for final week. Matthew Richardson, thanks for joining us, Richo. Ah, good to be here. Two Glad Richos to in one here. room. Welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning, Kuyong. Ah, my pleasure. I haven't seen Ralphie for ages. It's been ages, absolutely. Back so the old uh, footy show days. Footy <laughs> show days, where your sister works. Samantha, yes. oh, only Samantha's a champion. Is Samantha, is your sister called Samantha? Yes, she She's is. two Samantha Richos. Yes. Samantha Jane. That's yeah. okay. She worked with Ralph at the footy show and uh, it was a long time ago now, Ralphie. Absolutely. But you now, you're almost a decade into being a full-time media person. How long have you been a full-time media person, mainstream, Dane? I don't know. Have I, am I one? I got this track. I wouldn't say so. Part-time. 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 Very, very, very casual. <laughs> <laughs> so when, Ma- when Matthew was good enough to say you'll do this show... I get this direct message back from him. Ralphie, what's the flow of this pod, mate? Can you send details to? We're two and a half years in. How often have you asked anything about what we're doing? Never. Have Never. That's a professional. Yeah, well. I just wanted to know if I needed to prepare or do anything. We well, don't. I haven't prepared in two and a half years, so. Um. You can get away with it, Swan. You can get away uh, You're a very good performer, Matthew. I'm sure you'll be fine. And you not- followed up with. No controversy, please. <laughs> no, I need. I've got kids to pay for now, guys. Oh, I need my jobs. Same, same, yeah. same. I need a job. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of which, what's the what's the kid situation at the moment? Yeah, we don't two, do really depth stuff. Other yeah, than two girls, two yeah. little girls, three and a half and ten months old, and already got me wrapped around their fingers. That's for sure. Particularly the three and a half year old. She um, does not listen to one word I say, and literally is the truth. Perfect. Yeah. When when now yeah. when do they start getting fun? <laughs> because yes, good point. Because I've got a ten week old and he's like a plant. You yeah. just feed him and watch him grow. Yeah. So I might as well just stick him in the corner with the rest of them. Because you're, you're useless at the moment, Swan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. useless. I reckon my ten month old, she's like I go in there now and get her in the morning out of the yeah. cot. 
She actually responds to me now. Okay, so she that 10 months. Me. Yeah. I reckon that was about the eight-month mark. So, oh, so yeah, what you've, got, you've got four months left. Up my sleeve. Months left, sweet. Yeah. Bit of Albion yeah. time left yeah. there. <laughs> Bit of getting away time before yeah. that happens. Yeah. And then once they do start, no, you've got a little boy though. Yeah, yeah I've got a boy. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be all right, but the girls just do not listen at all. <laughs> Already? The other morning I walked down the stairs and my three-and-a-half-year-old sitting there having her rice bubbles and she's got the iPad there watching it. And I said, good morning, darling. How are you going? What are you watching there on your iPad? She goes, don't talk to me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just put her hand out with a stop sort of sign. <laughs> I went, all right, you don't talk to me later when you want a lollipop or a Freddo frog. <laughs> but also... She doesn't listen, but you're also going to have zero say in anything. She's going to ask for something, your butter's just going to melt, and you're yeah. going to go, yes, darling, exactly. whatever you want. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that? Um, I sort of don't Puppy, mind it. I, like, I sort of half don't mind being bossed around a bit. <laughs> yeah, <time>. by the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're literally going to have no say in oh, anything. No. Will you go again? That's the question, Dane, isn't it? <laughs> Ten months is a little early to ask that, though, isn't it? Well, well I'm, I'm 46, mate. I don't mm. want to be that old dude at the primary school, which I already am, but 46. <laughs> so if I go again now, I'm starting to get towards 50 for the next one. I'm like, yeah, I'd say no, but no. my wife would say what are you talking on. about? Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to have a say in that either. So <laughs> well, you've, you've got a, you've got half a say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind but, of. A yeah. bite down on a towel or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> there, there is there's a crunch time coming there, I think. Yeah. And you go being a COVID new, new dad too. Yeah, like that, was, um, that was pretty tough, actually. Yeah, yeah, so my second one was born in June last yeah. year and that was right in the middle of the lockdown. So mm-hmm. literally I was the only one allowed in the hospital so we couldn't have the grandparents around. And then when we got home it was, you know, full lockdown. So, yeah, it was pretty hard for, for Jen just with the new baby at home and I was still... I had a little bit of work on with the footy coming back. So, yeah, it was tough for them, but just more so not being able to have visitors and see your, mm. your newborn. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And we got those, through, those extra hands of help as well. Yeah. I, it's sort of the first few weeks probably wasn't a bad thing because you know when you get everyone coming around, you're yeah. trying to settle in and sort of the doorbell rings. You're like, oh, no, you've got to go again. But, yeah, after a few weeks it would have been nice to have a few people pop in. But yeah. anyway, Drop it is what feet. it is. So just to broaden the conversation a bit for that past week, how, how have you coped, Dane, over yeah. Anzac Day? Because I know you're so busy talking to the people. So busy. Who's more busy? Is it you or Tony Shaw? Because <laughs> 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 Tony's, Tony's a good operator. He's very, yeah, very <laughs> he's a good operator. Um, Selflessly giving. Well, Anzac Day weekend, grand final week are the, are the two sort of – most special weeks, fucking not because of the game, <laughs> because of the <laughs> week leader. No, yeah, exactly. Because of the because of the um, things around it. But yeah, it's a, it's a good week. I was lucky enough. Obviously, to, I wasn't lucky enough. I deserved the two medals. <laughs> I, was, on. I also yeah, see so, your highlights reel more um, than I see the news. I've become a much better day. player during Anzac Day. That's was incredible. But yeah, it was a good week. Um, mind you, when I, I do say nothing's for nothing, but I, the footy club, I, I, I give a good solid two and a half hours at the footy club, and that was... Yeah. For nothing. Solid um, two and a half. So that was good. And then I had some sports bet stuff, which I'm obliged to do because they pay me. Yeah. Um, contracted. Yeah, contracted. contracted. Yeah, which and they're obviously Richard does a bit of stuff for them. They're very fun to work for. And then um, had, yeah, had, what did I have? I think I had five. Talking to the people. Yeah. yeah. Giving back yes. functions. Yeah. Um, went to the game. Obviously had a couple at the game then. Hosted the sports best box, sports bet box, which is a tough gig. That's fun though. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. not it's not a real tough gig sitting yeah. there. 
um, drinking and eating, um, watching the footy. So, did you have to wear a collar? Because I know you don't have no, many collars. No, no, not in the box. Um, I did do a couple of functions though, in like the members' rooms yeah. and like, and I was dressed in a hat, hoodie, and, and jeans. And did they pull you up at all? They're pretty strict there, normally. Yeah, but I, I had a, I had a. A guy walked me yeah. through over there, yeah. so I was okay. But um, also, he's Dane's one. His yeah. highlights really yeah. is on no, the big screen. No, well, because now with the COVID, you can, you can only go in the gate where your seat is, and yeah. so so the yes. box, my box was across the other side of the ground. Where so a guy had to come and give me a a, a lanyard. I think that's the term. Yeah. With lanyard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, why the fuck's it called a lanyard? Did I? <laughs> I don't know. But um, that with um, yeah, my credentials and I had a media pass. So I guess you could say. Oh, I'm a part of the yeah. media. Did you, did and did you see the front bar during the week? About uh, no, man. I was actually out giving back. You were giving um, back. Did yeah. you see it when no. they, they showed the Richmond players walk into the room and nowadays even players need yes the pass, 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 pass. Dusty, g'day. No pass. <laughs> See, no, that's the face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's funny. Just on Tony Shaw. So he was. I work with him yep. on Sundays on Three W, and we're sitting in the box. We're doing the pregame. You know the build up, Anzac Day, big build up, and. We're all talking and I sort of turned around and I'm, I'm talking down to one of the other commentators there and I said something back to Shorey. I turned around and he'd gone. <laughs> like, Where's Shorey gone? Yeah, and he didn't come back for 15 minutes. He ducked off while we were on air <laughs> and did a quick cashy in one of the dining rooms there. <laughs> He's not bad, is he? He's not bad. Yeah. He's the well, best. Here's the thing. So when you walk into a club as a young player, you learn from the older players. Are you yeah. learning from the older media performers how to cut a few corners and maybe do some things like that along well, those I think lines? Uh, Sure, he is very good at it, but yes. probably the other one, and it seems to be a Collingwood thing. Sonny, Collingwood medalist, Brian Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is timed to the minute, particularly yeah. Grand Final week. And he, oh, yeah. he found out um, a few years ago <laughs> on Grand Final week that you know a lot of functions in and around the city. If you were driving your car around, you couldn't get between one and the other quick enough, you know, because yeah. he's he's got one every hour for the whole day, right? So he. Got a scooter so he could get to and from <laughs> the cashies quicker. That's the ATO's not listening. <laughs> the best thing about him, though, is once he gets up on stage, you don't say another word because he just takes the mic in. Yeah. You, you can't no, get you a don't. word in if you want to do. Yeah. If you had some funny to say, he just takes over and, mate, in and out. Uh, I tell you what, he's great up on stage, but he doesn't give the people much. No, 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 no. he's not a man. No, of the he's not. When he gets off stage, he doesn't. He doesn't throw too many photos out. No, no just straight in, he's, straight out. He's in the green room. He's yeah. up on stage, and then he's back in the green room and out. Yeah, he straight doesn't out. Mingle. Doesn't no, mingle. He does not. I went to a fiftieth two years ago, and they're doing the, you know, the usual just chat, and there's probably a hundred people upstairs. Anyway, they said, and let's welcome Leo Sayer, and Leo Sayer, the great seventies yeah. mm. and eighties singer, comes out, sings five songs. During his last song, he's walking down the stairs, handing the microphone. <laughs> Gone. The BT would be proud of that. Wouldn't yeah, he? he would. Wasn't Sam Newman like that? He would would uh, just come on stage and then straight off, refuse well, to talk to anyone. When I first worked with them at uh, so ninety six in my first year at the footy show, Doug, remember Doug Hawkins saying, "You got to watch the way <laughs> Sam works." So yeah. He walks in and just goes, "Where's the envelope?" <laughs> 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 Not even hello to the person organising. <laughs> Uh, we haven't got it yet, Sam. Uh, I'll be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I haven't got to the stage. Of, I was watching some old uh, YouTube clips the other night on Elvis Presley. He would literally, the limousine would pull up next to the stage <laughs> right, in the stadium, out of the limo, straight up on stage, and then when he came off, straight back in the limo and out. <laughs> it's not bad, bad is only it? only spent the hour that he had to. <laughs> so as an ex-player, so was that your first time as an ex-player really wandering around the Collingwood 
uh, rooms as part of your filming for them during the week? Yeah, yeah and what pretty much. And what did it feel like? Is it a spare dick or...? No. <laughs> uh, I'll, yes and no. I, yeah. I, I didn't know how... I wouldn't know three quarters of the players now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know to, to look at them, but yeah. like, all these young kids, I was like, fuck yeah. all these kids. Are they <laughs> like AIS kids or something yeah. like that? Like, just completely How young do they look too? Oh, mate, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> and some of the haircuts. I, yeah. Like, some of the haircuts on the kids playing yeah. AFL these days, like... Thank God they're playing AFL because they no chance they'd be getting a root out oh, otherwise. No. With, like, <laughs> with like some of these haircuts they're playing, thank goodness they play AFL, let me tell you. You have that conversation um, with 3 at times? Yeah, yeah, no, not, not quite to that extent. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I just wouldn't have rolled a haircut like that with some of my coaches though. Yeah, and, like, and, not, and not day one too, rolling yeah, in. It's just yeah. like, before he's obviously changed from when we play, it was like, spoke, speak when you're spoken yeah. to, just... Bum head down, bum up, do yeah. the right thing, and then, yeah. like, even when I've started playing, like, or when I like towards the end of my career, like, you've been like a leading teams kind of meeting. And some first year player, yeah, you've net like you hardly know his name yet. Gets up and goes, oh, now, Dan, I think, yeah, um, you should probably be working a bit harder. You're working about hanging. Hey, like, did you struggle with that? Did I struggle with it? <laughs> yeah, I, I was did. like, still some part of me. So who the fuck are you? Yeah. you I remember my not. second last year. Like, you did not. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you can't have a 17-year-old who has literally <laughs> stepped foot in and you can tell if they're going to be any good. And yeah. If you're the number one pick in, like, Chris Judge just walked in the room, fair yeah. enough, but when you pick 78 or yeah. you've just come off the rookie list and you're going to put your hand up and tell a legend of the club that he probably oh. needs to pull his finger out. <laughs> yeah. Self-rec- I'll get yeah, that. Yeah, righto. You're not, not going to last long, mate. I couldn't believe that. How'd you when, go with it? Well, I struggled with that yeah. too because, you know, I did some things I shouldn't have done as a yeah. player and I might have broken a few rules, but <laughs> I, th- I thought I did a a lot right as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember one of the first leading teams uh, sessions we had, a young kid got up and he was on the sup list, I reckon. <laughs> wasn't even on the list. Do you remember his name? No. Do we know what he's doing now? I didn't know what his name was then. <laughs> shouldn't even be in the meeting. Yeah, and he sort of <laughs> said something to me about not running through to a cone at training. <laughs> like, Richo's not pushing through to the cones. And I'm like, can't moff it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a joke? Is I this know. April Fool's Day? Like, yeah. Seriously. I remember, I remember, I think I told on here, one of the days me and um, Pendles were having, like we got, might have been pre-season or something, um, the, the Bucks goes, all right, you can go off. I was like, we just did the warm-up or, you know, we did something. Yeah. So we'll just go on. We'd had enough for the day pretty much. So I said, all right, you two boys, you've, you've had a... And you've done enough time to earn that. Exactly, you've done enough career. Yeah. One of the young, one of the first-year draft days come up the Bucks and try to walk off with us. <laughs> As... That's said true. And Thought he'd done enough. Yeah, and, and, and Buster's like, mate, where are you going? to go, so, well, Swanee and Pendles are going off. Why can't I? Well, I had the nerve, legitimately had the nerve to say, well, I'm going off too. And he was like, um, have you seen what them two have done in their career? Yeah. Let's just wait another 10 years and see what you can do before. I was like, they just – but it's also these young kids, when they come in from under 18s, they yeah. just get told yeah. they're the best. And we got – we got – I can smack when we were under age and when we first got into the league. I didn't league. talk to anyone in my first year. Exactly, like, yeah. Just, as you said, come to training, get it done and get home. I just didn't even yeah. know. So so much so that the first Mad Monday, this is how naive I was in my first year. I trained 93? hard. 93? Yep. I'm sitting at work because you had to work back then yeah. as well. <laughs> I'm sitting at work out in uh, Mount Waverley at uh, Len Lease Advisor Services, it was called, <laughs> uh, making coffees and doing that sort of stuff. <laughs> And the phone rang and it was Dale Waitman, who was our, legend, uh, our yeah. legend at the time. 
And he said, what are you doing? He said, we're all at Lord Jim's in Fitzroy for a Mad Monday. I didn't even know that it was on. <laughs> That's how removed I was from the, the things. Wow. Yeah. So I, I soon learned do, do you go to Mad Monday yeah. every year. But so you probably wouldn't have put your hand up then and, and told him that he wasn't running through to the cone. No, definitely <laughs> not. No. I think it's also these young kids are getting told that they're incredible from their age of 10 and no winning yeah. and losing. So I think they come in with right. big egos and yeah. like, and sometimes they seem to be brought down a peg. Yeah. Well, well, that's true because even like there's draft shows and, and things like that where they, they get exposure that you wouldn't have dreamt of getting mm. in Tassie. Oh, they were, all, yeah, they were already in the newspaper, weren't yeah. they? You know, articles and getting interviews on the news. Whereas you just – I remember back when uh, our draft was on in 92, you sort of didn't even know you were drafted. It wasn't on TV or radio. You had no. to wait for someone <laughs> to ring you and say, oh, you've actually been drafted. You, yeah. you weren't at schoolies getting drafted? <laughs> no, that's no. a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need to check something with you. It just yeah. reminded me. So recently you two did a gig with Wayne Carey. Uh, Dane said that Duck had no problem talking about his favourite subject and you two barely got a word in. Is that true or not true? Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> geez, he was on fire that day. Oh, Duck, funny. funny. He's, uh, he's not bad, especially when he starts doing the old tap you on the arm oh, to yeah. make sure you're listening yeah. to his stories. So yeah. <laughs> Looks around. If, so, if you just break eye contact for half a second, he just grabs you and goes, hey, hey, and just uh, make sure you listen back into this one. Um, and he, he doesn't mind his own stories. Oh, well, does he what? Just have to Funny, get... though, when you start telling one of your stories, he switches off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he listen to your yeah, stories. Yeah, I've got his hell. Well, I'm up here for a reason. I'm going to try and get some, and he just... He just takes over halfway mid sentence into my stories. I'm like, right, and then he just he's got something better. He's yeah. just, he's a real one upper right, at, at a story. Like if you've done something, he's done something better. So, but anyway, it was it was it's I, an easy. It's an easy. I was going to say, so you pretty much get up there and you just sit there like a spare dick for 40 minutes, and Wayne does it all. And thank you. He probably, I think he tried to snip me 20 percent on the way out for for doing that. He left early too, Doug. He's, he's not bad at it either, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. 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 He gets away with it. So how did, you, how did you cope with that transition? Dane said he hadn't been there for a few years and it's weird walking around the club. But And you've been employed by the club yeah, as well. Yeah, it's, it's sort of weird though. Yeah, I, as you say, I wouldn't – because of COVID last year. So I did go into the club once a week on a Monday to do the podcast. But <laughs> we were doing the podcast up in the old Jack Dyer stand and the yeah. players are all over in the other – so you wouldn't see anyone. Yeah. So I probably haven't really – seen any of the players for two or three years now so yeah the new draftees i mean they wouldn't even know who i am either like mm. i swear Please. i swear no honestly Surely. i on, swear Charlie. talking to some of these uh, young kids at clubs after games and that when we're now we're back in the rooms on saturday night we did we're down in the melbourne rooms so i swear they're looking over at you going who are these old blokes you know they've got no idea so, now, now speaking with so i was watching tv obviously pretty happy as a demon supporter and, and they had max Gorn. Before they get ahead of themselves. Oh, okay. Couple of wins. A lot of cancellations up for Mount Buller oh, yeah. um, over the last <laughs> next couple of months. But for the seven Melbourne people who aren't Melbourne supporters yeah. watching afterwards, yeah. um, till they, the Channel 7 was a stitch up. up. Yeah, yeah, stitch up. Tell, so tell they, they, I think they've gone out to all the clubs at the start of the year and done some interviews and whatever. And for whatever reason, they found out Max Gorm was a, a Richmond supporter as a, as a kid. So Max then tells this story that they've recorded before the season where he came down to Richmond training and he was lining up to get an autograph. He had his you know, little Richmond hat and he's standing at the end of the race and I was one of the last guys out onto the track. And as I come past, he sort of said, oh, Richo, can you sign this? And I said, look, mate, I've got to get out on the track. I'll sign it after training. 
And he reckons he waited around for the whole session. And then <laughs> <laughs> you are I can't. I normally. I thought I was better than this. Uh, but I did. And he reckons after training, he's still standing in the same spot. I've just run straight past him up into the room. So he said he hated me from that moment on. He said Brendan Gar was his favourite after that. So. So, it's yeah. funny how much the kids really buy into it. It's cute, isn't it? And, yeah. and then you see these days in particular now that, like, well, there was photographs a while back, but you're seeing kids now that were, like, playing in AFL Auskick and now they're playing on the MCG and there's, they've got photos with yeah. people like yourself, like Max Gorn. If you did stop for a photo, yeah, he might have had one with you. Do I you know felt what I mean? pretty bad. But it, it, it's sort of right, though. I remember as a kid going to watch uh, the English cricket team, came to Tassie, to Devonport, and we didn't get anyone in Devonport, <laughs> right? Devonport. But we actually had England v the West Indies at the Devonport well. Oval, right? That was a massive deal in Devonport. So we went down to the nets the day before, me and a couple of schoolmates, and we're watching these English batsmen in the nets and for about an hour, and there was hardly anyone there. And this guy, Bill Athey, I remember his name, he walked, he walked out of the nets and we had our autograph books and the little mini cricket bats and that, and... Bill walked past and I said, oh, Bill, would you be able to sign my bat? And he just it totally brushed me. He didn't even acknowledge that I was there and walked into the rooms. And I hated him instantly. <laughs> hated his guts. And the next day I went to the game and all I wanted to see was Bill Athey get knocked over. And sure enough, Malcolm Marshall bowled him first ball. I was absolutely pumped. So now I know how Maxie, I know how Max felt that day. You would, you would have been a real big giver of family age school holiday um, at the clinics, clinics and stuff like you would have yeah. been, you would have been first there, last to leave kind yeah, of kind I'd, of guy. Tried to, Swanee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tried to. No, no actually, I'm going to stick up for you because because during my footy show days, which was obviously part of Richo, you and Croft, I couldn't believe how generous you are to, to the people. And is that is that what you're saying that they? No, I actually do try to remember that yeah. Bill Athey thing, but yeah. obviously I didn't remember that when I saw Max <laughs> Corn. <did I? laughs> and it su- kind of sucks for you too that it turns out to be a really good yeah. footballer now yeah. who's quite a public yeah. figure as well. Yeah. So that story's anyway. just going to keep. I reckon every footballer's got one of them. Yeah, they have. <laughs> like, you can't. You no. can't get everyone. You can't miss someone. Somewhere. Exactly. Well, it's the maths, isn't it? Because yeah. one person wants ten seconds of your time, but if yeah. there's ten thousand people there, eventually that yeah. catches up. Yeah. Um, so you said growing up in Tassie and, yeah. and like Dane, you, you had a bit of expectation about you. Uh, Dane's dad, obviously a VFA legend. Yours is a Richmond Premiership legend. Um, what type of expectation did you have on yourself when you started off, and did you have, feel that media sort of pressure? Um, Always, you know, some guys say they just want to play one game. I, like, I reckon that can be a cliche at times. Yeah. I didn't want to play one game. Who wants to play one game? I didn't want to play any. Geez, <laughs> so, um, you went over it above yeah, the expectations. I, know, I, I was, I was teetering on the edge for a while there. You would have had a lot more fun. Would you? No? Do you reckon you would have had more fun or less if you hadn't played as many games as you did? Nah, I would have had less fun because. Playing more have had games, any money. Yeah, so I was going to say, give me, give me the <laughs> ability to have more fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I would have had fun, but not as to the level of fun yeah. you can have when you're traveling around yeah. the world and you. It would have been Bonnie Doon, not yeah, Bates. Yeah, exactly. Down at <laughs> Shepparton. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I wanted to. I I wanted to play a couple hundred games. I, yeah. I sort of had that about me. But expectation, I found with my old man playing at Richmond, you know, some and he wasn't. Dad wasn't a superstar. He was just a, a solid player. Played yeah. in a premiership, but. Um, I got to the club and I felt it actually felt more comfortable because people knew Dad. There were still some old-timers around, yeah. some of the old trainers and people like that that 
new dad. So it sort of made me feel welcome. So I didn't feel pressure. I actually enjoyed it, yeah. Did you get down to the club much as a kid when your dad was playing there? So you nah, well, because we, we grew up in Tassie. Dad moved to Tassie after he finished playing for Richmond. Right. So we grew up there. So we come over on school holidays a little May bit. May I ask why? To coach. No, why? Oh, to coach. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. For two years. <coughs> yeah. And Did your dad spend time in Tassie? My well? dad went down to Tassie, yeah. yeah did he? Yeah. Which um, town? Fuck the final. <laughs> 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 he so he, uh, uh, Billy was a Melbourne Metro boy though. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he yeah. was um he was car he he was on he was Carlton under nineteens. Yeah. And he says this is the biggest regret of his footballing career is that he was down there and then all the, they were playing all the kids from the country and all that in front of him. Yeah. And he walked in and, and told the coach to get fucked and left. Oh really? Yeah, oh. so he said that's the biggest regret of his life, but I actually think that was the greatest footballing decision he ever made. Yeah. Because if he had have continued to play to Carlton, I would have went father son there. <laughs> That's a good point. And thanks, so fuck, I didn't. You, so I went you. to Carlton. But then he obviously had a legend, legendary career. It's always about me. Come on. It's my. It's not his podcast. Uh, so, yeah. But then he obviously, you know, he's got the league record for the VFA, which will never be yeah. broken because that league's fucked now. Did you... Did you used to go and watch the VFA? Or were yeah. you too young? Yeah, no, I was there, no. but that, they recognised you used to run around the shed and like just, yeah. just carry on. I was like six or something yeah. like when they, when they won... When he kicked the winning goal, I was six. So yeah. I was just oh, – no, I missed it. I was in the back just playing with all the rest so of the kids. So I could ask Richard about what his influence his dad was. Could you just say that story again about when your dad tried to be a bit overly influential on, on you out in the field? Oh Well, that is the biggest influence on my footballing career. But one of the times I think he realised the aggressive approach probably wasn't for me because I was playing <laughs> down at Westy. Um, he was yelling at me from the boundary for whatever reason – I didn't want to cop it, so apparently I sat down, crossed my legs, put my arm, put my finger, <laughs> put my fingers in my ears for like a minute or two while the ball went round me, and then I think they um they realised that I probably there's a better approach to yeah. getting Dane to do something. <laughs> so they want. way to get the best. <laughs> yeah. Do you exactly. reckon Mick would have had that footage when it came to coaching you? Oh, do you reckon I thought I'd done that <laughs> on Anzac Day? So Mick, old Mick used to run out and tell me to do was pull me socks up, and like the runner would come out and said, Dane, Mick says if you can't. Play like football, at least look like one, yeah, yeah. and pull yourself three. I reckon three, four times a game, and then I got obviously good enough where he didn't have to bother me with that. But <laughs> well, that's what I'll be walking up the race. Sonny, pull your, like he was relentless yeah. on me. I was like, that, "Fuck off!" Well, that, <laughs> was, that was old school, wasn't it? That, yeah, the old man said that. Yeah, yeah. Said, if you want to play like a full football, you got to look like one. Sat down, my jumper tucked in, socks up. And I had to nugget me boots the day before the game. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. The boots had to be shiny. But yeah, my dad was probably a bit dissimilar to that. He didn't tell me how to play at all. Yeah. And I actually wanted him to say something sometimes. But one day I got him. We had a high school game in Devonport and I gave a 50-metre penalty away. And my coach took me off the ground. And we didn't have many good players in the team. Were you always a, were you always a star junior? Because the first oh, person first I was at Collingwood. This is school footy, so yeah. probably in the school team. Yeah. I was the best in the school team. with Benny Harrison, who played at Richmond as well, he was in the same team. And the coach took me off for the 50. And I said, mate, <laughs> if you don't put me straight back on, that's it, I'm done. I'm not playing the rest of the game. <laughs> and he said, no, go and sit down. You can have a spell. You know, that's undisciplined. I said, I'm done. So I went and got me bag out of the rooms. Yeah. And my dad was parked. You know, they used what to park quarter? the cars. It was in the third quarter. <laughs> and my old man had the car parked on the wing, you know, the grounds, yeah. the suburban grounds. So I'm walking around to the car to get in the car to watch the rest of the game. And as I got closer, I could see my old man's head. <laughs> steaming. Just steaming and red. And as I got to the car, he said, you get back over there now. You apologise to the coach and don't ever do that again. And I went, oh, that's the only time he ever said anything to me. So 
How was the apology? Yeah, I went back round, tail between my legs, and, and he made me sit on the pine all three quarter time. How'd you go in the last? Probably got a few kicks. Morning, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. So when you started at the Tigers, was, was John Northey the coach then? Yes, yeah. And yeah. he's known traditionally, I've spoken to a lot of the Melbourne boys about it, that uh, it was just a, not a lot of science to his nah. coaching, but just nah. gelled the team. Yeah, he was a real, just old school motivator. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the game plans were simple back then, all these structures and stuff yeah. now. It was just, you know. That'll be a member of Mensa to both play yeah. AFL these days. This is what Imagine. I was going to ask. So, so your career included going from just enjoying playing your footy to yeah. science yeah. and probably the introduction of down-the-ground vision. Yeah, all that sort of was stuff. Was that fun? Oh, I, I think I just might have missed the down-the-ground vision, thankfully. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun on a Monday. It was no good. Really? Oh, because I, the fun, cause I didn't tackle much. And there's a good yeah. stat. In 1996, <laughs> I had my best year ever as far as goal-kicking went, kicked 91 goals. Had six tackles for the year. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have got caught out on down the ground. Well, so you made a run at Brownlow one year, famously towards the end of yeah. your career. And Swanee's saying is, what is it about Brownlow medalists? About the, the, the list of Brownlow winners with defensive, good oh, defensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, running, playing defensively doesn't win your Brownlows. Nah, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> tackles and defensive been? running, never. No. Yeah, no. no. Umpires are going, fuck, you ran defensively well today. I'm going to yeah. give him two votes. Like, <laughs> never happens. They don't see that, do yeah. they? No. no. So Swooper was just old school. Yeah. I remember one day we were playing Carlton and he was um, – he had this newspaper article pinned up on the board before the game. You know, and they used to use articles to motivate you and that sort of thing. <laughs> and it was written by this guy called Tony DeBolfo. And we were playing Carlton. You remember Tony yeah, DeBolfo? Yeah, Carlton, man. And he was just ripping in Richmond and no good, this and that. And Swooper was smashing this the board and, you know, this bloke DeBolfo doesn't rate you guys, right? He doesn't rate you. And the last thing he said before we ran out on the ground, this is how many tactics we had. This was his motivation. He goes, this guy to Bolfo, he's nothing but a bloody pie scoffer. <laughs> I went, oh, right. Pie scoffer. I'm walking. I'm like, what is De Bolfo being a pie scoffer got to do with us winning games yeah. of footy? So anyway, about two years ago working in the media, I've worked in the media for 10 years and every ground that we go to, there's pie warmers in the media room. <laughs> Right? Unfortunately. And I do three games a weekend. So at half time, if I'm not having five or six party pies <laughs> every time, that's 18 party pies, 20 party pies a weekend. I've now worked, I'm a pie scoffer now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was Swooper. Just anything to try and, you know, motivate you yeah. against anyone. And he then was Wolsey? Good. Then Wolsey, who was, you know, pretty, pretty hard. Brutal? Sort of brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brutal. If you, and that's the thing about now, they treat players differently. You know, they've got to yeah. tiptoe around Cuddled, guys yeah. Yeah, and cuddle them. <laughs> no cuddling with Walton. And, and did that suit you or, or not suit I you? I didn't mind that. Yeah. I didn't mind a coach yeah. getting into me. It sort of got yeah. me up and about. That's what I said about me old man. I wouldn't mind it if he ripped into me occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I didn't mind it. Yeah. And he at least had the he had the street cred, which a lot of coaches now perhaps haven't, aren't Great. So yeah. In fact, that's a reality. A lot of coaches yeah. are more analytical. They've played yeah. 50 games or whatever, but Walsy was a great as well. Yeah, we coached a premiership. I remember, yeah. though, he hated uh, – we walking. We used to walk from Punt Road over to the G because yeah. we couldn't get the car parks at the G because they gave them all to the sponsors then. The players <laughs> had to walk over the ground. <laughs> Seriously. Right? So we'd walk from Punt Road over to the G before a game. We'd have our team meeting at Punt Road. And uh, we're walking over one day and a few of us had sunglasses on. I reckon this was in his first – 
your second game, Wolsey, and he went off his absolute <laughs> dial because we had sunglasses on. Imagine how he'd be with these haircuts. <laughs> oh, mate, it wouldn't be well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we learned pretty early that he was a bit of a hard sort of bugger. And, yeah. and, and that era, if you compare it to what Punt Road looks like now and the amount of money that's been spent there, that, that was – I remember walking down as a – it was possum, possum shit in, in there everywhere. I mean, you could actually walk <laughs> in through the day. Yeah. It was just, a, it was unbelievable yeah. how the access and, yeah. and it was just an old shed, oh, wasn't mate, it? it? was it seriously was worse than the Devonport Footy Club in Tassie <laughs> when I got there. The rooms <laughs> were worse. We yeah. had better facilities in Devonport, so, yeah, it was pretty different. And you went through that, Swanee, didn't you? Like, or you, the Vic Park, you were able to least compare to Vic Park. Yeah, <laughs> well, there. Steve McKee got Legionnaires to season in the spa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, so that's how good Vic Park was going. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> we had a spa. There was an old spa at Park Road, yeah. and you'd walk in there on a oh. Monday night, and there was foam all over oh, yeah. the top of it. <laughs> I, don't know what they old bo- I don't know what the old boys did, so I reckon they might have had a few. Gatherings back yeah, there after yeah, a game, and I'm not sure what was going on after hours in that joint. But They'd yeah, still get in it though. All the old oh yeah Monday night talk about the you know what happened on the way. That's, yeah. that's what I missed. Yeah. at the end of my the career. storytelling at the in the spa in the Monday night in the showers, just recapping on the weekend. It wasn't the game. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> nothing to do with the footy. <laughs> yeah, it was best on off it. Yeah, um, yeah. But Vic, I didn't get a lot of Vic Park because I was playing at Willie. So back back then, if you weren't playing. In the ones, or you weren't in the squad of twenty five, whatever you got. You had to train at Willie. Yeah, so it was like it was perfect for me. It was like Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday nights, starting at five o'clock, and you had to come in and do your weights on your own. Yeah, of course I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was no pin pad to see who was coming in. I was like, yeah, I did my weights. Of course I fucking did. And then go down to Willie at like five o'clock, where you got no coaches watching you, like just Willie coaches. So. You know, it was the kind of attitude I had. I was like, I'm getting away with murder here, so it's kind of what I was doing. But obviously, we've got a, a fair um, complex down at the like on a Holden Centre, wherever it's called now. And your whole career was before camera phones were invented. <laughs> uh, was that a, a great assistance to oh, actually I, having a life? I'd actually, I wouldn't mind going back to having no phones for a while. But <laughs> be nice, wouldn't mid nineties, you could, you know, no phones, no worries. You know, you would play. You generally played. If you were lucky, you might have played a Friday night. North Melbourne generally yeah, had they were the, the best. didn't they? They had the lock on Friday. Yeah. But there might have been one Sunday game. Yep. The rest of the games was Saturday afternoon. So it was perfect. You could go out Saturday night and have a few beers and then Sunday you'd go to the depot. And was, did you have Starbuck. recovery or did you have Sundays off? No, no recovery. Definitely not in my first four or five years. Yeah. So we wouldn't have – so we played Saturday Arvo. We wouldn't have to train until 5 o'clock Monday. That's so you could go out Sunday, Sunday, Sunday yeah. night, have a rest all day Monday, get to training five Monday, Cherry ripe. ready to go. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's uh, and you'd occasionally go out, watch – and you, I do know you had you would drink your waters, but you yeah. would go out and watch a band and it'd be no big deal because there'd be no camera phones of people. Nah. Well, you could go yeah. out during the week. Oh, no, I didn't. 
I didn't go out and drink during yeah. the week, but I'd love to be on the weekend. But yeah, you could go out and do what you wanted. There was yeah, I, I feel for the guys now with the social media; it's out of control. Some yeah. of it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a um, double-edged sword. It's positive because yeah. like you can make revenue from it, and you yeah. can build a brand, and you can do all that. But on the other side, you can't, yeah, because you can't do anything. So it's tough for them. But um, yeah, just it's one of those things. It's not going to get better before it no, gets worse. Not. I wouldn't have just, thought. And I guess they've been. You know, brought up with it, so they, they might sort of be used to it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Just to jump forward, uh, we mentioned him before. So, how do you see the dusty era of being a superstar and, and the attention that he gets as well? Yeah. Well, he's next level, though, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's level of celebrities. Yeah. Next level. Um, and I think his management's done it well and dusty. And he's yeah. obviously a shy person, unless you yeah. know him, but like, because yeah. he's so hard. To get a hold of, yeah. Um, when people do see him, it's like fucking the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's wild. Sort of, it's he's sort of built that sort of aura, or stigma around yeah. himself it's without him. trying to. Yeah, he's it's just, just him. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't want the publicity. Yep. Um, but it's well, come it back. It's come back tenfold. I know. Yeah. But it also hasn't really done him any favors in the past. And be- yeah. when you, when you are that little bit of an enigma, people want to know more about you. It's like the yeah. less he's giving, the more people want to know. So exactly. if they see him out at a restaurant and he's just yeah. there with his friends and he doesn't want to talk you know mm. like it's not like yeah you know he's got to stop playing well yeah, yeah. he's, pro- he's brushing problem. them off and people then say he's arrogant when he's not he's just trying to eat his meal but because he's so far removed people want more so yeah. it's kind of a do- double when they story. see you they like sh- mightn't get another chance mm. type of thing yeah, yeah exactly right yeah. we must get this photo but i've found in melbourne i mean you can generally do what you you yeah. want I, I mean i'm not i can't talk for dustin because clearly he's the the, probably the most recognisable sportsman in Australia, I, I would say. So yep. it's, it would be hard for him, and I could see why he'd want to get away from that. But um, most footballers in Melbourne, you can live a pretty normal life. Yeah. I don't think there's any issues there. <coughs> no, yeah. no, you're pretty good. Yeah. Dad, tell us about the Geish era. The Geish? The Geish. Yeah, Geish. Uh, Jeff I remember when Geish took over as the caretaker. We won, I think we won our last four games. We knocked Carlton out of the finals um, at Princess Park. We didn't play finals, but we had the chance to beat them and yeah. keep them out of finals, which we did. Obviously, the Richmond fans loved it. So there was no process that was – they just appointed Geish. And, and he probably deserved it, you know. We were responding to his message. And I remember walking into the ground that day um, and – the cheer squad was selling badges and everyone was buying them, unleash the geesh. Like the supporters <laughs> wanted it. They were mad for him, right? So 18 months later, we obviously things had turned pear-shaped at Richmond pretty quickly, as they did back in those days. And um, walking into the ground 18 months later, they're selling badges, release the geesh. <laughs> <laughs> True story. And uh, he was released a few days later. Uh, so then uh, RIP, you, you had the Spud era. Yeah. So tell us about the fun stuff of playing under Spud. And you played some great footy, but you also yeah. had some uh, times where you went off the rails yourself on field. Yeah, yeah. Spud was Spud was what you saw in the media. You know, <laughs> the way he, you know, on the, the bounce that shows that he did and his stuff on the radio, that, that was how he was at the club. You know, he was great to be around. But he was serious, with yeah, when, no, obviously, when we needed to be. And he knew his footy. Um, but you could have some... Some fun with him. We loved he trained. He used to train with us when we first got there. <laughs> yeah. Spud he used to do all the running. How did he move? He was actually a good runner, yeah. like aerobically. Yeah. Not obviously quick, not yeah. quick or anything. Yep. But he used to get out and do all that with us. And yeah, we actually had had a couple of good years early days under Spud. Played in a prelim up in Brisbane. Yep. In two thousand and one, who was going to beat them that year? You oh, know. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, that was that was good times. That was probably the most enjoyable time in footy that year with Danny. Yeah. So you owe me a beer from that that era. Yeah. Which was when you got dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Talk us through what, what happened. Well, I'll tell the story. It was my hundred and fiftieth game. It was a Friday night game, um, Richmond and Carlton, and I was actually captain. That's the only time I was ever <laughs> captain of the club. I, I think Wayne Campbell. And Matty Knights and Wayne Campbell were captain, vice-captain, and they were both out injured, so I was appointed captain for the night. Mm. So I, I sort of wanted to perform well. Anyway, I didn't perform well. <laughs> <laughs> and I have completely lost my marbles. Like It was like someone else overtook my body out on the ground. <laughs> At one point, um, a player kicked it to me on the lead and it bounced in front of me. I just stopped. And almost like you sitting down <laughs> yeah, out of, yeah. as a kid, I just threw the toys out of the cot. <laughs> And it looked really bad on yeah. TV, and I knew, I knew we within, and we lost by one point, of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I got off the ground, and Spud went off his dial at all of us, um, and he sort of didn't say anything to me, and it, it unnerved me because <laughs> right? I thought if anyone was going to cop a spray that night, it was going to be me. Yep. And then I get in my car. I was living in Fitzroy at the time, and you know, I jumped in my car, and I was going up under the train bridge there to turn up into Fitzroy. And my phone rang and it was Spud and he'd saved it up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I reckon by the time I got home, Fitzroy Street down near Johnson Street, near the old bull ring there, he hadn't stopped talking and yelling at me, right? <laughs> and I pulled my car into the garage and the last thing he said to me was, and by the way, you dropped, you won't be playing next week. <laughs> so I thought, I reckon I'm the first guy that's ever been dropped half an hour after a game <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> so I got drops and my night as Richmond captain ended up getting drops. <laughs> but then it got worse. I get to the club on the Monday and Spud goes, I've announced a press conference. <laughs> I said, what for? He goes, you're going to tell the media you dropped this week. <laughs> so I had to announce to the media that I was being dropped. <laughs> Was that comfortable for you? No. no. Spud couldn't even do it. He made me drop myself. Uh, Not only that, it was your debut as a captain. Do how many yeah. after debut captains have been dropped? Probably none. <laughs> and I was never captain again. How was it in the twos? Played it. Uh, played out at Preston, out at yeah. uh, Kramer Street, out in Preston. I didn't play very well. In was the it fourth Preston or how was the... Was it was it, the Bull Ants. Northern Bull Ants. Northern. Oh, yeah, okay. I think, yeah. were they still Preston then? It was Could 2000, been, yeah. whenever it was. Yeah. Um, and whoever the full back was for Preston, he was going to make a name for himself this day. <laughs> All he wanted to do was wrestle me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we spent most of the game wrestling in the goal square. <laughs> and the Preston, you know, you know, the grog yeah. squad behind the goals, they followed me from end to end. <laughs> I didn't play well either. And it was one of the pop play- Did you spray your own player? And was that player the nicest man in footy in David Roden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see D Rod now, I still want to apologise to him. For it. He's uh, a good man, Davey Roden. Isn't he? He's the best, he's isn't he? Not yeah. the bloke that deserved a spray. Yeah. So I, I, I helped out Sam on the Thursday afterwards because yeah. I, I said, You ended up taking over your slab because Sam ended up down the barrel of camera. If I was daddy for all the older. Congratulated Matthew Richardson <laughs> for not putting up with that shit because if you were standing at full forward waiting for the ball to come down, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. anyway, don't think it helped you. No, it didn't. <laughs> didn't. No, it was funny. Looking back, me and Spud had a few laughs yeah. about that over the years. Absolutely. Is that the only yeah. time you've been dropped in your career? I got dropped in my first year, actually. No, second year. Got dropped in my second year for Justin Murphy for his yeah. debut. Uh-huh. So he came in, I got dropped, and he kicked five on debut against yeah. Essendon at Princess Park. Yeah. So I got dropped. Once for form. Um, but you know what, Swanee, and this used to happen a bit back in the day, 
by the end of that year, in my first year, I didn't get selected till around seven or eight, and I played 14 games, right? And I had bonuses in my contract at five, yeah. 10, 15, and 20. So I just thought, something there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then the next year, I got dropped. I missed two games injured, and I got dropped for one game. I played 19 games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah mate, absolutely. I swear I got dropped, so they didn't have to pay that bonus. Oh, there's nothing sure of. <laughs> nothing sure of. They're not bad footy clubs, yeah, are they? Yeah. And they... Re- recalculate the BNF or yeah. he's finished tenth. Well, hold on a second. Let's just don't think he was that good in round nine. Let's just drop a couple of votes and make him finish eleventh. They definitely did that back in 100%. those days. Yeah. Well, actually, on the plus side though, during your era starting off was the, the player managers, and, and yeah. you you got involved with some of those. Was it Club Ten? Were you part of that? Yeah, or were that, you on that, that side? Oh, no, I was with Chicken yeah. Nixon. Yeah. So you're playing. Is he <laughs> playing some games with him or? Yeah. Or he's like doing like some sporting. Yeah, hosting the. Yeah. Most in the day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Chicken was... Well, I didn't have a manager when I first come over. My, my old man. Now. Yeah, my old man just did it. We just... Oh, we came over to a game and in the end of 92, because I knew I was coming to Richmond. I didn't have to wait for the draft. So we came over, watched a game. Richmond got done by 120 points by Adelaide. <laughs> Scott Hodges kicked 10. Right. And we went back to Punt Road and signed a four-year deal. Like, what were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but it was for nothing. Like, yeah. the base... Base money, I think it was ten grand base um, payment. So, yeah, did that, and then my next contract, we got um, Ricky on board, and Ricky was really good. Yeah, really good manager. Yeah, but you, you probably, and now the front park can bring up all those men for all seasons yeah. calendars and all those other things yeah. against you for yeah, awesome. For those earns <laughs> from back then. Yeah, club ten. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was embarrassed by that. I'd only played two, three years, and Ricky goes, "Oh, we're going to put you in." This club ten thing. I said, "What? What's that all about?" He goes, "It's like a little marketing group with all the, the ten best players in the game." I said, "Well, I'm not in the ten, but you mean the ten best guys you've got on contract?" And I was the worst player he and had. Who were the others? Well, you had bloody Dunstall, Carey, Lockett, <laughs> Ablett Senior, no pressure, Kernahan, um, Gavin Wanganine, and then you got me. You'd played fifteen games. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. It was embarrassing. Uh, Fantastic. And you fi- would you fish your career with, with uh, uh, Plough? Yeah, with Terry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. what type of freedom did you get playing up and down the wing with that Brownlow run? Yeah, well, I guess the one thing that taught me that year was I, I was struggling in the forward line the first three games, I reckon, of two thousand and eight. And Plough called me into the his office on a Monday. I actually thought I was going to get dropped. That's how <laughs> poor I was going playing at full forward. And he said, mate, uh, we need a favour. I said, well, I'm not getting dropped then. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's not I've played a favour. 19 games. Yeah. We're well, going to announce a press conference and you're yeah. going to drop yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I said, yeah, what do, you, what do you want? He said, oh, what do you think about playing on the wing? I said, I don't, uh, Terry, to be honest with you. I've never played there in my life. I, I said, why is that? And he said, oh, we've got Jack Rewalt here now, blah, blah, blah. I think he's going to be a good player, you know. The boys come out of the middle, they're kicking it to you all the time. I said, yeah, that's that's not my fault, though. What can <laughs> I do about that? I said, why don't I go back and just stand in the goal square? Jack can do all the hit-up sort of work up around, up around the 50. If they don't kick it to him, I'll be the get-out kick in the square. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I thought I, I said, I can do that till I'm 40. <laughs> I said, what do you think? And he said, oh, well, you can play for Coburg this week. <laughs> yeah, so I said, I love the wing. And that was it. <laughs> So I went up there and the f- we flew over to Subiaco the first week. I had no idea what I was doing. Went and stood on the wing. No one sort of told me anything how to play there. It was just like go up there. Yep. Dave Mundy actually was my opponent. He was only a bit young kid at the time. 
Shook his hand, never saw him for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's not bad playing up in the midfield, I is it? After six. <laughs> yeah. I'm, serious, I'm not joking. I'm just, the first ball that come to me, I've grabbed it, look around, there's no one near me. You get it inside 50, normally you're under a bit of pressure. So, yeah, it worked out well because, you know, I was struggling a bit for speed at that point and just wandered up and down the wing. So you, you provided one of the great Brownlow nights, even without winning, because mm. you made that run and... It'd be fair to say, w- w- was it back in the days where you could have a few beers and you Plenty weren't Plenty of crownies. It? Mark Rusciuto, <laughs> actually, this is a, was a good tip and I don't know, that this wouldn't happen now, but I remember going to the Brownlow one night and I couldn't, you know, just there were no beers on the table and every waiter that come round sort of I kept missing our table. I just couldn't get a beer for half the night. And I went out to the toilet at one point and I saw Mark Rusciuto out there. I said, mate, are you getting a drink at your table? He goes, mine's never been empty. I said, what, what happened? He said, mate, as soon as you get here, just whoever's the waiter on your table, just give them a pineapple. <laughs> your glass will be full uh, all night. So the next year I did that, yeah. and that was that year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd had plenty by the time there. It was good fun, though. It is good. Fev fucked the brown for everyone now. He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. The, the footy show, shenanigans, he fucked it for everyone. Yeah. Now, now you like that you don't get alcohol. Not that I've been in years, but like no alcohol on the table. So yeah. we, used to take, we used to take like hip flasks in. Did you? Yeah. yeah By the end of live vodka, and just I would just have like a, a coke or a lemonade, yeah. and just yeah, have your beer, up. and then yeah, just top up with your with your flask. Because thanks, Brendan. My mum actually worked at Crown in the in the That's Palladium. Right, yeah. Too, yeah. So I also got to know a few of the the you know the staff heads there. Yeah. So that always makes sure whenever I was at a function at Crown, I just they looked after me after that. <laughs> Still to this day, some of mum's mates in there. So just no functions there anymore. Yeah. No. Nah. We had Darcy here a few weeks ago, and, but and he spoke about being able to just enjoy the winners as a supporter, yeah. as a past player. And there was no, I wish I was there. It was just, yeah. I, I did my best and couldn't make it. Was that what you were like? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was a Richmond supporter as a kid, so yeah. I guess when I finished, I just clicked back into into Nuffy Richmond supporters. <laughs> this yeah. is the point I wanted to get to because yeah. you and Billy Brownless from my era, the two that. You just have no problems being a nuffy. Nah, happy to be a nuffy. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you a couple of times when you've been calling the game yeah. and, and uh, your fellow commentators just kind of sit back and let you run when Richmond are doing yeah. something kind of special. You just It's funny though, them. like you say you say that, but I get on Friday night when Richmond are getting pumped, I get Richmond supporters tweeting me going, oh, why are you trying to be biased to Melbourne? You, you're overcompensating. Like, <laughs> so you can't win. No, you can't. You can't win. People like to just have their two cents, don't they? Yeah, they do. Anyway. I know you've told it a few times, but so talk us through when you realise that you've got the ISO one you win Richmond on the premiership because yeah. it is a great story and you did really well and truly be a nuffy that day. Yeah, it was. Fair enough too, <laughs> I didn't say much that day, but yeah, um, yeah I guess... I think t- Lee Matthews always says you've got to be a goal a minute you can get. So I think Butler kicked a goal. Richmond went seven up with six minutes to go. So that I thought would actually thought then they can't lose now. Mm. I can, as I thought that, I looked at the monitor and Brendan Gale is a great mate of mine from Tassie as well and obviously played together for a long time. And, and his brother Michael was there who I played with as well. And they're great guys, the, the Gale brothers. And they had a bit of an embrace and I saw them sort of tearing up a bit. And then I sort of sat back and couldn't help it. It just started coming. <laughs> and then I thought of my old man who passed away a few years before that mm-hmm. and Dad was crook towards the end of his life and all he ever looked forward to was the footy. Oh, yeah. That was his one thing. He, and I thought, geez, he would have loved this. And then, yeah, it just all happened. But uh, <laughs> it was a good night that night. It was a good night. <laughs> just a few night. good nights yeah. since with the times. Yeah, no, it's been fun. But, um, yeah, it is, t- it is hard. I don't like doing Richmond games. It is a bit hard. Would Benny have given you the gig to present the cup? 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. How, how'd that come about? Uh, I work at the club, as I said, doing the potty, and I was in there doing the potty on the Monday, and it was before. Yeah, I think it was before the prelim, before the GWS game, and I got a phone call on my mobile. It was Brendan. He said, "Oh, can you come to my office?" And I'm like, "This is a bit weird. Like, <laughs> it's over. I've been, <laughs> I'm getting dropped. I've, been, I've been working here yeah. for eight years since I retired, Swanee, and they've finally gone out <laughs> here, mate. So I went in there, and he he explained the reasons, and you know, each club's got to nominate someone to present the cup. He said, "You know, we'll, we'd like to nominate you," and I said, "Oh, that's awesome." He said, "Don't tell anyone yet." And I said, oh, yeah, right, I thought I wouldn't mind ringing my mum and telling her, you know, yeah. she'd be thrilled. And I walked out of his office and I thought, hang on, we haven't even beaten GWS in the prelim. <laughs> That's how early they nominated it. So, yeah, I had to keep it under my hat for a week. But, yeah, that was pretty cool. It's good fun. Fantastic. I Bob. didn't do a Bobby Davis. So, remember Bobby wouldn't let go of the cup? <laughs> went to long one in 2009. You think they're a chance issue? Uh, it's got to hang in there, I reckon, Swanee. Mm. Yeah, Dusty's out now for a week or two and... Got a few injuries. So if, I reckon if they can hang 50-50 for the next month. And then, hard to beat in the MCG in September. Yeah, and they think. get a, they can get a run on. But I've learnt one thing at footy. You don't make big calls this time of year. I reckon it's so pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, There's uh, a lot of them, though. Lot yeah, of I was going to say, man. That's what everyone in the media yeah, does. Yeah. When do you have to go at 12? Yeah. We've got 10 minutes? Yeah. All right, we've got some listener questions here. Uh, from Lee, nice to see you back at the Holden Centre, Dane. Guest request, EJ Maguire. Pardon? Guest... Yes, can we get Eddie into the pod? We can. I'm having breakfast with him next Thursday. I think so. I'll ask. Is it true Dan Connors spilled a bottle of red on Eddie? <laughs> Martin, <laughs> Not know, a whole hey. bottle. <laughs> 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 I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> Not a whole bottle, but yeah. And Ed, and Ed picked up the bill too. So, um, yep. Have you still? Have you? Are you doing your one on one with him yet? I haven't done it yet. No, no. I'm a bit worried. He's put a bit of bulk on. Isn't he's, he? <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. What's the better game? Oh, he's, we he's had in large. I've always said that Dan Connors, a mate of ours, and played at Richmond, yeah. mate of Swanee's. He's playing with you at St Kilda. Well, he's meant to be. He hasn't turned up. I haven't seen him once yet. Is that right? I, I actually spoke to him before. I said, mate, so I'm not playing this week. I'm in Adelaide, and I, was ne- I said next week, surely every every Tuesday or Thursday, today's the day. Right. The Pied Piper, here he comes. He's like, oh, not, not yet, man. I'm getting myself right. It's, so not yet, not yet. But he promises me he's, he's coming yeah. down. Yeah, well, he reckons he reckons he could outmark me. And, like, seriously, DC, <laughs> you're not a bad player. But <laughs> I said, but like, I'm Matthew Richardson. I said, mate, well, you, someone could kick 100 balls up in the air yeah. and you're not marking one of them. Yeah. And he reckons he could. So we, we'll, we'll do it one day. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, what about math science, though, Dade? Yeah, well... Um, Dane, Dane's got this theory The closer you are to a loss After winning a lot Or vice versa No that's true And I'm 46 so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, From uh, Trisha Samantha Will you go back on field At the Melbourne Storm Games You were amazing It's very kind um, I actually am not famous enough Apparently They just rejigged Their on field uh, Presenters And I didn't Make the cut after eight years. You become a required presenter. I'm a required presenter at the Melbourne Storm, but I would love to go back. If they could just run that up the flagpole, that'd be great. That's from our old mate Scotty Cummings, who became a required player at four different clubs. Mm. So <laughs> I'm a required that's presenter. Uh, from Nazi, Dane, will you be wanting little Tate to follow in your footsteps in terms of AFL? Should he pick it up? Um, oh, fuck, he's ten weeks old, so let's just give him a sec. But um, yeah, if he wants it, why not? If he wants to play footy, and um, will you let your girls play? Yeah, father, father, to. daughter, whatever yeah, it is. Father, yeah, daughter. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of girls are playing now, aren't they? It's really, really taken off. off AFLW. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, um, hopefully, because that uh, we're talking off air. At least 
if he's going to play for Eatmates, he's going to be okay. So that means by year seven, he can get a free scholarship to school somewhere <laughs> because apparently schools aren't cheap <laughs> these days. Is so that, Is that your number one concern? <laughs> yes. Yeah, just the, how spot, expensive they are. Outrageous. Mate. Yes. Mate, you, you're buying them clothes. They last for in two weeks. Yeah. I was like, Taylor... Why'd you buy fucking forty tops? And it's like they're out. He's out. Like yeah. they're not. They don't fit him anymore. You mate. just, you just got to go to Kmart. Got that snoo thing. It's nearly out of that now. He's ten weeks old. It's <laughs> like, mate, what's going on? But um, but yeah, if I'd love to see him play Collingwood, but I'm not going to drag him down to the footy over if he doesn't want to. Is your your niece going well? A5 Gabby, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's. I think Oakley going well. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, is Swanee applying for the vacant coaching job at Collingwood? The vacant? Well, they used to know something that I don't. Um. Oh, mate, who'd want to be a coach? No, never. Well, you could not. Well, you could pay me enough. There's obviously a, a sum there, but it'd be double or triple what any coach is getting paid now. You'd be an assistant, though, I reckon. Yeah, or, or like, yeah. yeah. Mate, Wayne Carey, had, the Duck had the greatest gig at Collingwood. He was on 100 grand a year. I reckon I sent him four times in the year. <laughs> mate, he'd come down on a Tuesday, just pop in and just swagger through the club, go out on the track, come out on the track, get a brand new pair of Radadass or something like that, and then walk out. What it was, was a, his role? What? Oh, he's a goal kicking or something. Forward coach or something like that. But like, oh mate, it was the it was the, he had fuck all to do. <laughs> like, I reckon he, I reckon he was meant to work with Trav on his. I reckon Trav seen him four times that year. So, um, yeah, like a a, a specialist coach who potters down there one day or two days a week, I could do. But like being a head coach, mate, yeah, no who'd chance. want to do that? No chance. No chance. From Yoni, advice for new members of a Rat Pack when you miss showing up for work after a blinder. Yeah. That happened to me. Yes, that happened to me Sunday. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I got a I got a radio gig just every Monday morning, um, and, and I yeah, and I missed it. Oh, no. <laughs> Once a week. He's buried the lead. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was in the news. So oh, okay. yeah. Um. So I, I figured. Did yeah. they? If they reprimanded you or? Well, I rang. Well, I rang him. <laughs> so I was. Mate, and I, listen, I completely blame myself for signing a contract saying I have to be in. Like it's anywhere. anywhere from like seven to eight thirty on a yeah. Monday morning, yeah. like in Goodwood Street in Richmond, yeah. and Anzac Day obviously great day sports bet box. So I really f- fulfilled my commitments <laughs> to the sports bet box, and I hadn't been I hadn't been to the bar in a while. So I was like, caught up with a couple of boys. Let's go to the Albion. So I got to the Albion and things escalated. Oh mate, it's 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 a death. It's a trap. I, I can't just go for one. No, never. Like, especially when you t- I'm just going to see the boys. I'll be I'm just going for one. So yeah, righto. And then. So, have you ever ever just had one? I, I, oh, it doesn't nah. happen, does it? <laughs> you fell for water or nothing? It's amazing. Nothing. But it's amazing then how your brain computes. So, righto, if I leave in an hour, I'll have six hours yeah. sleep, and then I'll be able to get. Then that hour comes up and you go, "Fuck, I can have five hours sleep." I'm sure of it. <laughs> and no, then, I reckon I can have two. I reckon I was going to have to go straight through here. Yeah. Well, that's the best bet. So I'm going to have to hang around and I get home and. Mate, I, I legitimately set my. I was, they even they rang me on the Sunday during the day. Like, listen. Um, Mate, we know you're having a few. We'll come in at 8.30. Like, so they give me an extra hour and a half. Mate, straight th- powered. I set me alarm for 7.45. I must have gone home. I was obviously out and had a couple and had a couple. And I, I, I woke up about 10 to 9. Fucking missed calls in a huge pass. I said, oh, fuck, sorry. Listen, I'm coming tomorrow. I'll get it. So they, ju- they got me on the phone for like two minutes, like at 5 to 9. And um, <laughs> Hey, listen, but it made the news. So I guess... That's so they probably, got their publicity. Probably yeah, content for them. You so did it to help them. You need to do what Mick Malloy does. Has, he's got mm, in he's his yeah, when he was that. doing breakfast radio, yeah. he had four RDOs a year. Ten. Yeah, that's but right. ten. ten. Ten mulligans. But he doesn't have to – you don't have to ring in. You just don't turn up as <laughs> your RDO. <laughs> that's Could you imagine if I like, – I've got to get a lot funnier, that, I guess, and yeah. a lot better at – If I did 
what Dane did though and just like rang up at quarter to nine. Like, oh, fuck, sorry. For what? Do you reckon I'd – oh, I would still have a gig the next week. Anyway. Anyway. It's a, good, it's a fair point yeah. you make. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, don't, I, but have you still got a job? Well, I don't know. They haven't called me. I haven't spoke to them since. But um, I'd imagine I'll be there next Monday. I'm, <laughs> oh, listen, if I'm not, I'm not. Listen, Kiss FM are fantastic people. But uh, listen, I'll put my hand up. Listen, you know, credit to me for putting my hand up and say I made a mistake. <laughs> you exactly. And you know what? You haven't tried to come up with some ridiculous no, excuse. Exactly. Where's yeah. what it was? I, I told him I was, I was Anzac Day. I was falling in. Yeah. And you know what else I blame? Why didn't we have a public holiday? Yeah. Yeah. For the, it would Correct. have been a public holiday Monday. We wouldn't have radio. Had radio Tuesday. Yeah. Would have done it yesterday. No problem. So yeah. I blame the Vic government. Mm. It's only us and yourself. Absolutely. Are you a political animal like Dane became last year? Oh, I became more of one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really got in the trenches yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. wild world political Twitter. Yeah. 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 They don't, don't come for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. They're nasty. Yeah. They're nasty. <laughs> They're nasty. And I've never understood politics. So as if, if where they hang on the right or left, as if. You believe absolutely everything everyone says on. Surely people yeah. have opinions. You should be able to swing vote. Exactly. You should be able to swing vote. Well, they're nasty. They're nasty. So you're both from Wes Wharf. Selfie or autograph? Autograph. Yeah, autograph. Quicker. And and just sometimes you're not in the state. You're not, you're not yeah, exactly. Your hair. Yeah, it yeah. could be. You might have just woken up or you've had a couple and yeah. you stop. Oh, autograph God. takes a second. Yeah. Selfie, you, know, you have to. And sometimes they go, can you take it because you're taller and you've got longer <laughs> arms. Oh. Fucking stick a broom at my ass and sweep and the floor many, while I'm going. How many people <laughs> don't know how to work these phones still? As like, soon, they've as been soon around as you say for a yes, while. Like, Fuck, hang on, how do I you, know? you shouldn't have them. But I will say about Dave. It'd be like a driving course. Yeah. If you can't operate yeah. him, you shouldn't be allowed to have one. I've not seen him turn one down, though. I've been to the RB in a couple of times where, mm-hmm. and he's come over to say hello or can I get a drink or whatever. And even in that short space of that one sentence that he's offered me, three or four people have asked for a conversation, uh, a selfie, and he'll go, Sam, can I get. Man of the people. Yeah. Can I just yeah. and he'll pause without even you got to do it in your own genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's never yeah. a no from Dane. He's a man of the people. Absolutely. Uh, we'll finish with this, Jakey. For, Jakey for the win uh, to you both. Uh, best punches you've seen thrown at a boxing bag. Toughest player. <sighs> Gee, I'll tell you who was really quick was Andy Cracker. Yeah, I was like, going to say Crack was pretty smooth yeah. at our because he was a Collingwood, obviously. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, he'd have one on your chin. It was Greg Stafford the meeting? Staff was nasty, <laughs> like, and it had a bit of weight behind him. Big yeah. staff. Uh, Nathan Brown's a cr- little cream puff. <laughs> you know what? I heard a whisper he may have been offered uh, one of those celebrity fights against an NRL player. You, you as well. Uh, in the back end of the year, but I, I'm, I said to Brownie. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> Not enough money on earth. Yeah. Have you, I should. Oh, we'll finish with this topic because uh, Dane obviously has done it. Have you been? Avoided the reality TV thing, or what, what have they roped you into? In your uh, Seven asked us to do the full Monty one a couple of How'd years ago, but I, well, it was clashing with the footy, so I couldn't do it. No, I didn't. Oh. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> and you avoided dancing with the stars and all those. Yes, other avoided all. Is of there that. one you'd like to do? You know what I'd like to do? The Amazing Race. Yeah. I like travelling, and I, I think yeah. I feel like I'm good at logistics. Like I'm when we yeah. travel, it's always me with the maps and doing all that yeah. stuff. The so. itineraries and yeah, the itineraries. Yeah, that's not a bad one because you don't yeah. need like a, a skill nah. per se. Like you don't, and you don't come across as like a, a fuckwit. Yeah, no, like on, the, re, on some other reality shows, you're doing what you're doing. doing, doing yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be all right. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming. I'm, I'm claiming one thing with you though yeah. is that when I became, before I became a required producer at Three AW, Louis Blitzus, the Lord Mayor of Middle yes. Park, one of the mad Richmond supporters, we got him, in, him and his mates in the footy show one day singing "Richo, Richo, Man." And when I went to Three AW, <laughs> I said to Rex, "This is not. This is for you." 
And how good is Rex? Rexy loved it. You, you still, was that still Louis Blitz has started that, didn't he? Louis Blitz really? and his mates there started that. I didn't uh, know that. They, uh, the Tiger Army are just that psychotic. Have, they the would have thought that up after a very late night at the Middle Park <laughs> That's Hotel. It. <laughs> That's it. So good stuff. Uh, mate, appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Much. Great, Matthew Richardson on Swanee and Friends. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.